0: Welcome to A Word from the Valley, a weekly podcast produced for you from Zion Lutheran Church in Middletown, Maryland. For more information about our faith community and our weekly worship services, visit us at zionmiddletown.org or find us on Facebook. We hope you have a great week and God bless. grace, mercy, and peace to you this day from God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me share an observation with you this morning. I get around a fair amount and eat in public places and listen to people talk, and I open conversations sometimes uh, with total strangers, and uh, you know, and, and with friends and, and often open the conversation with well think about it, what do we what do we ask when we meet a friend? Almost automatically we say, How are you doing? How are you? How are you doing? And I found in many conversations of late that there is an expression of a sense of pessimism and negativity. I'm surprised to hear answers that are not uplifting, not happy necessarily, but reflect pessimism and negativity. That, generally speaking, they, what they indicate is things are not going well, that times are bad, maybe worse than they've ever been, that the glass is not half full, but half empty. An optimist, of course, would identify the glass as being half full. So it seems like I've been talking with considerably more pessimists than optimists lately. And what is really strange about that conversation is that folks are not necessarily always reflecting on their own condition or lack of well-being, but rather they have a vague sense that sometime, somewhere, in the past things were better than they are today. Better in the past than in the here and now. And I have to tell you I don't accept that point of view easily. So let me share with you a case in point as to why I don't. It was probably 1968 or 69, long before many of you were born probably, it was that year, there was a heavily attended public meeting before the Frederick County Zoning Board in Winchester Hall. And it was in regard to a proposed change uh, to land usage near Woodsboro. So there was a whole crowd of folks from that community that showed up that night for that hearing. The hearing room was filled to standing room only. The room was poorly ventilated and had a distinct odor of a recent paint job, so the atmosphere was stuffy. You know what that is. One of the attendees to that meeting was a Lutheran pastor who had served in the Woodsboro area for a number of years, but had gone on to serve a large congregation in Baltimore. He had a four-point parish in Woodsboro, but he had one large congregation in Baltimore. But he had a vested interest in the rezoning that was perhaps to take place. And because of the crowding, he stood against the wall as the meeting began. It was not long into the proceedings, it was not long into the proceedings when the pastor slumped to the floor with an apparent heart attack. Somebody called for an ambulance. An ambulance was called from one of the downtown fire companies and quickly arrived. As I recall, two men entered the room with a gurney and an oxygen bottle. And transported the victim to the emergency room where he was not able to be revived. No CPR was attempted. No one in the room had been trained with CPR at that time. No mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. That was still yet to come. EMTs were still in the future. The vast array of life-saving emergency medical devices that are available today were still being dreamed of, let alone developed or utilized. When I consider how much has changed since that event in my lifetime, in the many of the lifetime of many of you sitting here, I can't help but believe the cup is half full. And indeed, when I consider the emergency care that is available to us in the present time, the cup, I believe, might be overflowing. As in the words of the psalmist, our cup runneth over. In this day and time, our lives have been enriched, preserved, and protected through the the development and application of God's many gifts of healing for body, mind, and spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit moves to direct women and men to careers in all aspects of health care and the healing arts. And it is by varied means that the gift, these healing gifts, are activated. The Spirit works to provide a climate in which and through which God's gifts of healing can be realized, recognized, and utilized. Now, with that in mind, a hundred years from now, few of us will be here then. A hundred years from now, we will look back and marvel at how primitive and crude things were in 2024. You can bet on that. But the miracles of the moment are profound. So I'm curious, ask the children a couple of questions related, I'm curious, how many here tonight, Or tonight, that was last night, how many are here this morning who are working or have worked or have family members who work in some aspect of medical care or the healing arts? Raise your hands. You should stand here where I am and see, and see the hands. That's incredible. God bless all of you, especially for your willingness to serve. Now think for a moment, then, how the Holy Spirit worked in your life to activate your God-given gifts. Who was responsible? What conversation? Where did it happen? In school, in, in in a hospital setting, in an office? Who activated the gift of healing in your soul? in your mind. Surely, the Holy Spirit works through all of us. How many of you are in the process of activating those gifts in others as you work today? You are are the conduit through which the Holy Spirit shares the gift of healing, develops the gift of healing among us. What a calling to be sure. In our gospel text today, we witness Jesus' healing ministry. Jesus lifted up Simon, the disciple's mother, mother-in-law, and took her by the hand and restored her health. And I'm so impressed when kids have the answers. Others gathered around him as he graciously shared the gift of healing with them. When Jesus withdrew, Simon and others sought him out, and he said this. Every, they said, everyone is searching for you. Do, are we not still searching for the gift of healing from those who have been blessed with it? In the same way, everyone is searching for you, to which Jesus replied, let us go to the nearby town so I can proclaim the message. And the message, of course, was that God's love and care for all of creation is shown in those movement moments of healing. Who among us have not given given grateful thanks to God when a medical miracle occurs in our lives. The search continues then as we pray for the welfare of ourselves and others. Are the medical miracles of our time and the healing that comes to us though through them not signs of God's love for us? Of course they are are the gifts that are activated through the Holy Spirit in every generation of healthcare professionals not a manifestation of the caring concern of a divine creator? Is it not the very same care manifest by Jesus when he walked among us, curing those who were ill and beset by demons? Surely it is. Two things me. The first is that our pervading pessimism, or I should say maybe prevailing pessimism, dulls our senses to the point where we fail to daily recognize the abundance of God's love shown for us and to us through the gift of healing and those who have been called to share it. And I think that's only the tip of the iceberg. God's love and care for us is shown in so many other realms as well. But today, we're talking about the gift of healing. Second. The second thing that worries me is that when we pray for a cure, for the dreaded and debilitating diseases that beset our time, and I don't need to go down the list as to what they are and how many of you have prayed for a cure, even a miracle. For for an answer to that prayer, or let me start again. The answer to that prayer may lie in a gift from God yet unrecognized and undeveloped, in a child even, who only needs an opportunity and encouragement to bring that gift to fruition. But here's what really bothers me. But by virtue of prejudice and hatred and injustice, that gifted, that gift in, in that child may be denied the fullness of its potential. That's a dangerous thing to think about. So let us pray then that those demons of prejudice and hatred and injustice might be exercised and God's will might prevail.